Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Yes, fellows and girls, here is an important message for you. A message direct from our fighting marines in the Solomon Islands, echoed by our blue jackets on the high seas, by the boys who wear our army and navy wings, our troops in Africa, our commandos in England. In fact, by every man in the American armed forces, no matter where he may be. And here's the message. We're going to win this war, they say. We're going to wipe Hitlerism and fascism off the face of the earth. We've taken on the job and we're going to see it through, but we can't do it alone. We can't do it without the help of every boy and girl and every man and woman back home. Now, we know the one way we can help those boys fight this war to a victorious finish is to see that they get all the guns and tanks and ships and planes they need. But those things require a lot of money, and that's where you and I come in. We help our government to buy those war materials by lending them our money, by buying all the war stamps we possibly can as often as we can. Why, right at this moment, there are American fighting men on the new front. And they're equipped with guns and tanks and protected by planes and ships that you help to buy. That is, if you've been buying war-saving stamps regularly. Now, that makes buying war-saving stamps pretty exciting, doesn't it? So let's make a promise to ourselves right now. Let's promise to buy war-saving stamps as often as we can. Tell Mother and Dad about it. See if you can't get them to give you a dime a day for a war stamp or even a dime every other day. Remember that every dime is important... Because ten cents will buy five forty-five caliber bullets to be used by our soldiers, sailors, and marines. Five dimes will buy enough fuel oil to take an American destroyer one full mile closer to its objective. And a dime a day from all the fellows and girls in the United States will buy enough fast pursuit planes to blast Hitler's Luftwaffe right out of the sky. So do your share to help win this war. Every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman and our friends are now in the Hudson Bay region of northern Canada, where they have gone to investigate the weird mystery of the headless Indian, an apparition which has slowly been driving out of his mind the good friend of Perry White, Sebastian Beauvais. For some reason, a man known as Niles Graham, who was actually the sinister character called the Laugher, did not want our friends to reach Beauvais' hunting lodge. And when they at last did reach it, set out to kill them. In our last episode, we heard how a rifle exploded in the laugher's face when he fired it at Lois Lane. The two were deep in the woods at the time, far from the lodge. Trying to get the laugher back to the lodge, Lois lost her way in a blinding blizzard. Night came on, and Lois left the laugher and struck off through the woods alone. At that very moment, Superman was returning to the lodge. As Clark Kent, he entered and was immediately confronted by Sebastian Beauvais and young Jimmy Olsen. Mr. Kent, where have you been? Why, I... Uh... Hello, Sebastian. Hello yourself, Kent. And do not evade the question. Where have you been? Oh, out and around. Mr. Kent, look. Some funny things have been going on here, and Mr. Beauvais and I convinced you were mixed up in them. What? 
What do you mean, Jim? I will tell you some facts. They will bore you, no doubt, but they are necessary, we. Six hours ago, you are standing in a room upstairs with me and Jimmy. In other room is Perry White. My friend Perry is bad sick from fight with Bear. Well? Me, I talked to Monty by shortwave radio at Lake Minto. He say we bring Perry there by dog sled to that trip. That's he right. say he all plane and rush him to Ottawa. Yeah, and just about that time you left the room, Mr. Kent. We, he leave the room. Well? Two minutes later, we go to Perry White's room. Perry is not in bed. He's vanished. And you, Kent, you are also vanished. Oh, wait a minute. I can't... Now, six hours later, you come in out of the storm. What have happened to my friend Perry? What have happened to you? Okay, okay, I'll tell you. One thing, Mr. White is perfectly all right. What's that? What do you say? Let me tell you what happened. I heard you say it would take two days to get White to Lake Minto by dog sled. I left the room to, to, to find Henri and tell him to get the dog sled ready. Oui? Oh, on my way to the shed where the dogs are kept, I... I missed the trail somehow. C'est possible. That could happen. Well, of course it could. It did happen to me. The next thing I knew, I was off in the woods somewhere without the slightest idea of where I was. And I started back the way I thought I had come, and, and after walking for an hour, I realized that was the wrong way. Yeah. So I tried another direction, and that was wrong. Well, you can see the spot I was in. Gosh, Mr. Kent, sounds like you were hopelessly lost. I was, Jim, I was. Took me six hours, three of them in this blinding snowstorm, to find my way back. I was scared to death, I can tell you that. I could see myself dying of starvation and freezing out in those woods. But what if Perry, you say he's safe? Oh, How you know? Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm coming to that. While I was wandering through the woods, I suddenly heard a great burst of wind. It, it, it wasn't like the ordinary wind that was howling about. There was a strange, eerie quality to it. While I looked up, and there, flying through the air, with Perry White in his arms... Was Superman. Superman. Gosh, I might have known. Superman has been around here. Didn't he save Mr. White and me from the bear in the first place? Of course. And incidentally, Superman was heading in the, in the direction of Lake Minto. Ah. ah. This is great relief. If Superman pick up Terry, then all is well with my friend. Come. We go upstairs to my room. We get in touch with the mountains at Lake Minto and find out for sure. All right. Come. Oh, golly. It sure is a relief, Mr. Kent. Mr. Beauvais and I didn't know what had happened. But we just no way of figuring it out. Well, don't you worry. Mr. White will be all right, and the rest of us. Say, by the way, Lois is all right, isn't she, Jim? Well, sure, I guess so. Here is my room. We go in. Jimmy, what do you mean you guess Lois is all right? Oh, gosh, I haven't seen her all day. What? Mr. Beauvais and I have been running all over the place trying to find you and Mr. White. Half the time we were out in the woods. Thinking we could pick up a trail or something. You haven't seen Lois all day? I don't know. I see. Well, I guess she's in her room now. She's certainly not out in this storm. Well, uh, I'll look in on her when we finish here. You got the mounted station at Lake Minto yet, Sebastian? Yeah, one moment. Hello? Hello? This is Sebastian Bovet calling. Hello? Ah, that you might. I want to know about Perry. Huh? Ah. Oh, magnifique. Very magnifique. Oui. oui. C'est bon, c'est bon. Merci mille fois. Bonsoir, Mike. Well? Mr. White, is he... Perry is all right. He's taken there by Superman. Ah, you see? Perry is now on his way by airplane to Ottawa. He will be all right. Oh, it is a relief to me. This. Oh, golly, same here. 
You know what I'm going to do now? What, Jim? I'm going to go to bed and sleep for the next three days. Yeah, she must be exhausted, Jim. Walk down to Lois's room with me first, will you? I want to take a night to her before turning in. Oh, sure, Mr. Kent. You will uh, leave soon for Metropolis, Mr. Kent? Leave for Metropolis? What do you mean, Sebastian? Well, Paris gone. Why for you stay? Well, we've still got to clean up the mystery of this headless Indian. Say, by the way, you've got a pretty tough crowd of people staying here now. They look like gangsters to me, not sportsmen. Oui, they look like that to me, too. I wish to get rid of them, but I cannot. Why can't you get rid of them? Well, because they hired a lot for three months. They're friends of Mr. Graham. Say, we haven't seen Mr. Graham all day either. Yeah, Mr. Graham pay for everything complete. All he says, nobody else. My regular customers, they must not come. Oh, exclusive, isn't he? Why didn't you mention this before? Why? Well, because I do not think it is important. I think it's very important. Jim, did you say something about not seeing Graham all day? Huh? Oh, yeah, that's what I said. I said, what's the matter? You look upset about something. Me? No, no, not at all. Oh, well, here's Lois's room. Got to come in, Jim? No, I'm too tired. I'll go into my own room if you don't mind. Oh, of course not, Jim. You go right ahead. Good night. Good night. Good night, Sebastian. Bonsoir, Mr. Kent. Lois. Lois, it's Clark. I want to talk to you. Lois. Strange she doesn't answer. I'll try the knob. What? The door's open. I'll let her turn on the light. Well, I'll be... She's not here. The room's empty. Well, I'd better find out about a few things. Maybe Jim can tell me. Hey, why don't you watch where you're going, Mac? I'm sorry. You were passing the room as I came hurrying out the door. Uh Well, that's okay. I was just telling you on the way to my own room. Oh. Say, say, by the way, could you tell me which is Mr. Graham's room? Yeah, number 14. But I wouldn't disturb him if I was you. Oh, why not? Well, I seen him going out hunting this morning with that dame Lois Lane. What? Yeah. I don't know when he got back, but he always gets plenty tired after a day's hunting. And if you wake him up, it's murder. Okay, thanks for the tip. Yeah, and you better be taking it too, bud. So, Graham's been out hunting with Lois, and she's not in her room. I knew something would happen while I was away. Gotta work fast. The next step is to see if Graham's in his room. Mr. Graham! Mr. Graham! He doesn't answer. His door's locked. No time to worry about Sebastian's property, and I go... Just as I thought, the room's empty. I've got to figure this out and fast. Now, let's see. Graham and Lois go hunting this morning. No one has seen them all day, and neither of them is in now. And they must still be in the woods. Something must have happened. And in this blizzard. Well, there's no sense waiting. This is a job for Superman. Yeah. Off of these clothes. There we are. Now then, up with the window. Go. Now, out. Up and away! Out into the blinding blizzard, red cape screaming in the wind, Superman speeds across the dark forest, barely touching the tops of the tall pines. Meanwhile, deep in the heart of the fearful forest, Lois, hopelessly lost, tries to find her way back to the lodge. Listen. Oh. Snow is waist deep. I can hardly move against it. I've got to keep going. I must reach the lodge. What's that? Stay away from me. Oh. Nothing but the branches of a tree. <laughs> Looked like some fantastic creature out of Alice in Wonderland. What was that? Howl of a wolf. I wonder 
I wonder if that could be the Wendigo. The werewolf that Sebastian spoke of. Oh, oh what? No. Oh, it can't be. It's my imagination. I must be seeing things. And yet there it is. Coming toward me through the woods. A horse and a headless rider. Flaming through the night. Half-lying in the snow, a thoroughly exhausted Lois watches with horrified, spellbound eyes as the headless Indian and his flaming horse gallop through the night. Meanwhile, Superman, like some great eagle, circles the forest, searching for Lois. Will he reach her in time? Will he arrive before she succumbs to cold and starvation? Be on hand tomorrow for another thrill-packed episode. Listen in every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Fellows and girls, don't ever get the idea there's nothing you can do to help win this war. Of course, we can't all be members of Uncle Sam's armed forces because some of us are too young or too old. But that doesn't mean we can't get into this fight, no, sir, because there's one big important thing we can do. We've got to see that our fighters are supplied with all the bullets and guns and tanks and ships and planes they need to wipe Hitlerism and fascism off the face of the earth. How? By buying all the war-saving stamps and bonds we possibly can. Because every time we buy a war-saving stamp or bond, we lend our government money with which to finance our fight. So talk with Mother and Dad tonight about giving you an extra dime every day or every other day for war-saving stamps. Talk about it with all your friends. Get them to make a pledge with you to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual. <laughs>